0: Welcome back to Gilme Talks. This is Gilme again. And my voice is a little rough, but you know what? That's okay. I had fucking COVID. <laughs> so this week's guest, guys, I have the one and only old school Editing James on the show. And he's a return guest. He did was... I listened to the old podcast and we did be uh, a few years back. And you know what? I think he... Gilmy Talks is the first podcast he ever did. You're going to hear how he is doing a lot more podcasts now. But he did mine first. (laughs) So here's the thing, guys. I'm going to make this intro short and sweet. To everyone who checked in on me to have just said, hey, how are you, the wife and, and the kids doing? Thank you. I truly appreciate it. I like how the community has been checking on me whether it's a wrestler or some a former guest or friends family every everything else and i just want to say thank you guys because covid sucks we all had it my wife had it a lot worse than i did truth be told and i was genuinely concerned and downright afraid well afraid because the one covid drill it's scary and two get your vaccines guys i don't know why you wouldn't i'll explain the science behind them you're not going to be will believe me because you probably believe somebody who's saying something else or saying this or saying that and those guys don't do research there's something called the scientific method that you know what you gotta follow it You gotta follow the science and everyone's all these anti-vaxxers anti-maskers pro-freedom people or this or that here's the thing i'm double vaxxed i had my booster about a week before we got covid and i didn't bring it into into the house i'm i'm pretty sure but if i did oh oh well that does not matter but here's the thingy about it seeing a loved one extremely sick not being able to stand trapped in bed going up a flight of stairs and being totally winded and this is the person who takes care of you your family everybody and Without my wife, I wouldn't know what to do. To be downright honest with you guys, um, sorry to take a down note on it, but this is what's been going on with me. I'm I realized how much I need her in my life as a partner, and this was a genuinely terrifying experience because she was bedridden for three days, guys. She was on the verge of being. Um, going to the hospital and then just like that she started getting better and I don't want to make this a political thing I don't want to make this a whole thing but for all those people who don't want to take vaccines because you don't know what's in them the science is out there guys it's not a secret what is in the vaccines, whether you're uh, Pfizer, Asperganica, Moderna. If you want the old school vaccines, go find Moderna. Just get something. Because that's the old, old style vaccine that we used to do. All the science is actually out there. Follow the fucking science. If you are an anti-vaxxer, anti-masker. I am not going to just be like, oh, you do your thing. No, fuck you. Fuck you. Because that's the thing about this. You are a selfish, self-righteous person who is not caring about the whole. You're caring about you. And I hear it from coworkers. I hear it from family. I hear it from friends. And this is now my fucking stance on this. If you are an anti-vaxxer, go fuck yourself. You don't know science. You don't know, because here's the thing. My wife has a fucking biological science degree, guys. She knows what's going on. She knows since day one has been telling my dumbass to keep your fucking mask on. Wear your mask properly. I'm extremely claustrophobic. I've had full-blown panic attacks because of wearing a mask. I have major issues wearing it. You know what I did yesterday on my first day out? I double masked up. I had my, my regular over-the-years one. I have scarring from surgeries on the back of my ears that it feels like fucking pins and needles and pain. But I still fucking wear it. I wear the mask and I'm the guy who has the breathing issues asthma history now that I've ranted a, a little bit on on that and if you want to bother, be a fucking keyboard warrior I'll destroy you on uh, on on social media too because that's what I do because every single anti-vaxxer who has come up with me at so-called science you know what I have ripped them to shreds doing 20 minutes of Google research on what they're fucking telling me about and I destroy them. So come on, let's do de- a we'll debate. Full on if you want to come on my show and defend anti-vaxing, anti-masking, give me a de- DM guys because I'm fucking sick of this bullshit. <sighs> but you know what? I am going to just finish this intro, and I wish you all all well. And here's this week's guest, Eddington James. Good morning, good evening, good night. How is everybody doing out there? This is Gilmy again, and I am back, guys. This is my first episode after uh, my little bout with COVID. And I have a fantastic guest for you. He is popping up all over the place, all over podcasts. I have old school editing James on the line here, guys. Old school, how's it day, how's it day, how's it going, buddy?
1: It's going great on this beautiful day. I am honored to be your first guest in 2022. <laughs> yep. It's a squalling up here in northern um, I'm not really northern northern Ontario, but up near Barrie. And, uh, it's a pretty cold day. I've already had the snow blower out, so there you go. That describes the kind of day it is, the kind of year it's going to be.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, um, but it's January, and we're finally getting a little bit of snow, uh, in, in London here. We haven't been getting that much, but we're supposed to be getting kind of the squalls all, all day. Yeah, That's what
1: it's like up here. Actually, I'm in the snow belt, but we really haven't had much snow, so, um, I, kept, I told my wife the other day, this would have been the perfect year to do wrestling because the traveling is so much better. A lot of times in the winter, I have to cancel every so often because, uh, you know, the old weather network and their red screen. I'm, a, I'm an old guy, so that's what we depend ourselves <laughs> on. You know, a lot of times I have to cancel because I'm here and it'll, it's squally out and uh, I have to be, you know, my family's number one and uh, they need Papa.
0: Oh, yeah. And I have canceled going to some shows because of weather um, because I have the tendency any show I buy tickets for in the winter time, there is a snowstorm every single time. come yeah, <laughs> that just kind of the kind of
1: my from casinos.
0: <laughs> oh man, I don't gamble anymore. Hey, I'm the guy who lost uh, $1200 on a hand in poker. I had a straight flush and lost.
1: And I'm happy to say I go to Vegas every year except since during COVID, and I still kept my little ticket that I won five cents on the slots. <laughs> that's probably as high as I've ever won. Yep. I usually bring twenty dollars to spend on gambling and I'm usually done in twenty
0: minutes. Oh yeah. So, you go. <laughs> so
1: no I uh twenty dollars to buy booze, so you know.
0: So no real beginners luck there, eh?
1: No, I uh, I'm not a gambler. My son loves it. He plays roulette. He just goes down. He says he's you know ma- he makes hundreds of dollars every year. And uh, actually, one year he uh, we're going to talk about my son for a minute. Yeah. Uh, Michael. He lives in Saskatchewan, but he went to Vegas with his buddies and he spent the night with Charles Oakley. Oh, cool. Oak- Oakley thought he was uh, his good luck charm. So they ended up spending the you know when I say spending the night, I mean they were gambling all night. And that uh, it's a great story because my son's a big Raptors fan. So this was. Uh, most exciting day of his life basically and uh, we had a great time so there you go big story there you you meet your heroes I met my hero once too I'm gonna get way off wrestling Wrestling, you know there's no wrestling right now so let's talk about my ultimate hero in sports is a uh, Toronto Maple Leaf called Eddie Shaq you might have heard of him the entertainer and number 23 on the program and number one in your heart as they used to advertise him Uh, and uh He was just my favorite. Him and Jim McKinney and guys like that because they looked like they were having fun. And I think that's really important and something that's been lost. They were characters. There's no characters in anything. Even indie wrestling. We were talking about that the other day on another podcast. Oops. Um, (laughs) We're just saying there's no characters anymore except for Pretty Ricky. But, uh, yeah, Eddie Schack was my favorite. So I'm playing golf one time very poorly, as I still do. And uh, I forget where we were. It was in Toronto somewhere because I am Here he comes
0: see a thing. This is why why I love having having you as a as a guest because you can just talk and it's great. But well, my, I love talking. And I
1: don't know who's listening, but I hey. love talking.
0: So well, since the last time we came on um, the podcast that we did part one and part two actually have been downloaded thousand times now. Like, well,
1: they didn't learn, did they?
0: Oh goodness, no. They <laughs> so keep. How many times they listen? It ain't getting any better. This hey, is man. an old man. They keep downloading the show. I don't know what I'm, at, what I'm doing. I'm doing something, I just right? Keep down, I just keep
1: downloading it because, you know, I like to hear myself talk.
0: Oh, yeah. But also, uh, my own Eddie Shack story, because I did grow up in uh, Guelph. And in that town, there was an Eddie Shack Donuts. Oh, yes. For uh, a few years there. And he was never there. He just He not. just owned it. And then one day we me and my dad walk in because that was was our thing when uh, used to always go for donuts at like nine o'clock at night. I don't know why we did that just because. Um, so we go in and Eddie Shack's there. and he just literally <clears throat> sitting there and just having a I remember this. he was having a tea which threw me off for some reason. Uh, you don't think of Eddie Shack as a tea drinker.
1: No, not in Barrie area, that's for sure. He, he ended up getting a few charges for his alcoholic uh, endeavors yep. up
0: here. <laughs> but he couldn't have been have been nicer because uh, my dad was more starstruck than I was because I'm just like, I don't know who this is. And he's like, no, it's Eddie it's Shack. He's actually here. And I think that was kind of the reason we kept going because my dad was hoping one day he might show up. But.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, well, sure. I mean, I was down at uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville in Vegas. Oh yeah. But we were
0: talking, and there was no big story. I
1: didn't meet Jimmy, but but I was asking the the bartender, and I said, does he come Does he ever show up? And he says, you'd be surprised how many times he comes here. because he I've met him several times. So I mean, these guys, you know, if, if they're good, they do, and you know, it's a big investment. And uh, yeah. uh, We were talking about the meetings and everything, and uh, you know, my idols, and uh, Dusty Rhodes was my number one, my one of my biggest disappointments. You know, here's my great Eddie Shack story. Jim McKenny, who was my other favorite player, same thing. I met him one time. He came to Barry to do a broadcast. And he was with City TV, and he was there. And I, I found out on the TV that he was doing a live broadcast from Barry. So I threw my little kids in, and drove down as fast as I could, so we could be in the background with Jim McKenny. And uh, he couldn't have been any nicer. But I said, you were my favorite players, and he said, I oh, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's mean and horrible, but I'm, I, I should have imposed. Like, I should have imposed. Oh, yeah. And it's their holiday, too. And I always figure if I see them on the slots or something, I'm not going to bother them or come up to them. If I see them in a moment, that, you know, um, I'll, I'll grab a selfie if I can. But uh, yeah, that was a disappointment not getting Harleys and then Dusty not being able to make it at all. So that, that, that's the sad thing about Cauliflower Alley is because a lot of the rustlers are at the end of their careers. And, um, uh, wrestlers tend to die young, um, yeah. it's sad, but they do, and uh, we've had a couple of tragedies in Ontario recently, so I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's just, uh, uh, it, it's a business, can, for some reason, the, the rate of death of that business is more than, you know, most of the businesses that I know of anyway, so, I'll stop now, because I <laughs> can tell 10 more stories, so go ahead. Oh, no, here, Here's
0: no, here's the thing, because I just wanted to get you on the show to just, pretty much chat because um, I have not seen you, seen you in a, a, a little bit, and there's always a, hey, 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 Jim, how's it, how's oh, it, it, know, how's I it going? I don't
1: stay on the wrestling topic. That's all. Like I mean, I don't want to obsess about death, but I remember a teacher friend of mine, yeah. you know, we weren't super friendly, but but I knew of her and everything. And the big thing with teaching, at least everybody from the outside world thinks, is, oh, we just, we're there for the retirement package. And we're there for the summer's off. Well, retirement is pretty sweet, but, uh, I remember she passed away two days after she retired, Ooh. totally healthy and dropped out of a heart attack. So, I mean, you know, death is just so unpredictable and sad. And uh, I guess I'm thinking of it because, you know, one of the independent wrestlers that I know from the Hamilton area passed away a couple of days ago, unexpectedly and, uh, um, yeah. It's just so sad, and I, I don't like to outlive my, you know, actually I've had a few former students pass away one of the last, about two and a half years ago, we, I uh, got called, and um, it's a kid that I had a beer with in the summer, and I taught grade six for the most part, so I was teaching them at 11, so this kid's 45 years old, he ended up being a music producer, um, uh promoter. And uh, he was in England and had a, had a heart attack at 45 with no consistent He was an athlete, too, so very athletic. So that was shocking, too. But the, the cool thing, if there is a cool thing, is that I got, uh, we went for a few beers. Sounds like all I do is drink, but went for a few beers with my former class, and three-quarters of them were there, which was just amazing. And, and it was a sad affair, but it wasn't because it was mellum. You know, we, we, we shared a lot of stories about Daryl and uh, lots of tears, but lots of laughs, too. So... Yeah. And in the background I know uh, most of you are just listening but uh, Justin and I have a, a video here just behind me is my bar and I've had a couple of my former students here so yeah um, you know, it's kind of cool I had one a couple of weeks ago buying merch I've had a, actually a lot of them will contact me when I was selling shirts they contacted me and said "Well, oh, this is really cool I'd love to buy a shirt so I've had them come to my door and uh, had one a couple of weeks ago saying I need a bow tie I saw that you sell bow ties there was a point there I was doing bow tie justice yep. across Ontario with my refing. And I said, Sure, I got a couple left and uh, I'll sell them to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I, I went, That's my coffee money. Hey, I mean, I like, I, if, I, if I go to a show, I get gas money. And uh, if I can sell some
0: merch, that means I get to buy a coffee too. Oh, yeah. So, and... uh,
1: yeah, he sold a couple, of ties for, bought a couple of ties for me and stayed for a beer and uh, everything
0: was good. Oh, yeah. I'm actually delving into the merch game more and more myself. Um, Oh shit! I got something. Uh, there we go. Making my old man my my old man noises, but
1: oh, very cool. Yeah. I know you can't see that on Radio Land, but it's a filmy <laughs> yeah. Talk shirt and with a cool alien on it,
0: and yeah.
1: uh, as he tries to describe it as well
0: as I can. Oh, no, so it's that's... you got the ponytail going on. I didn't see that before. That's, oh, yeah. Uh, you're, you're styling and profiling. Woo! Yeah, exactly. Um, I... So I got
1: a lot of heat for doing merch, so I, I yeah. did it for about three weeks, and I probably said this in the last podcast, so I don't know, because it's been two and a half years ago, and I was suggesting to Justin that I, I haven't... Uh, I That might have been my very first podcast, and I didn't in the last two weeks, so I think people, COVID is making people talk on the radio a lot, or the podcast a
0: lot. So. Oh yeah, because, um, well, I I am the guy running the OIW Podcast Network, and uh, we I think are...
1: I, that, I think I joined that this morning, I just saw that as a group, so yep. <laughs> I don't know if I joined it or not, but I looked at it, the first time I seen it.
0: No, it's uh, myself, uh, George Mackay, Lewis Carlin, uh, Curtis Rich, Adam Barna, um, Elian. I was on all
1: of those podcasts this week. I was on Curtis's and I was on Adam's and (laughs) yours. Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: Because, uh, well, we kind of love you, so yeah, it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, Pensioner love. I love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because. and I'm the
1: grandpa of, i'm the grandpa of professional wrestling
0: <laughs> kinda yeah which is which is great because wow. um i love it i tell i've been telling young people and I, I i haven't told everybody
1: but i was trying to get people uh, chad and i warhead to you, humanoids um warhead and i always say that we're the kings of social media because we're you know he's you know he doesn't look like uh you know Brock Lesnar or anything like that, he's got, you know, he, but he's an experienced wrestler, he puts himself over, you know, like crazy, I do the same thing, where people get mad at that, I'm going, I'm 62 years old, 62, I'm 67, sorry, slip of the tongue there, and, um, the whole idea is keep my name on people's lips, and, uh, Chad and I chat and say that a lot of people don't do that. And I, you know, they always say, well, what, you know, they, when they talk about your origins of your career and everything. I started in 2000, as you know, and uh, I wasn't getting a ton of bookings. There's some great refs out there when I started. There was only five or six promotions, so in those days it was Dave Linton and uh, uh, Chris Murray and John Clark and uh, McKelvey other Cassidy. Um, Dave Red was another one that I worked with a lot, and it was just us. Like there was, you know, seven or eight of us, and that was about it. But all of a sudden, I was reading people getting, you know, so many bookings, and I'm going, well, what can I do differently? So it hit me, hey, what's my negative? My negative is that I'm old. I'm gonna call myself old school, <laughs> and let's see what happens. And and I happen to be working a total coincidence because I don't work with famous people that often although now I've you know pretty well done quite a few but at the time I had and Steve Carino was on a card and I he was known as the king of, of old school so I asked him I said is it an issue if I use the word old school and he says not to me and actually we've become one of the few famous people that I've become friendly with he actually knows who I am um, so I mean uh with his blessing, I used the term old school and I'm old school editing James or I'm Eddie old school or I'm old school something or other, but I got that name, I want that word old in there. And, uh, you know, John Edwards from Rock Solid Wrestling, uh, which used to be Adrenaline Live Wrestling, uh, he, used, he was the first announcer to do it, you know, here's our wrestling, uh, our senior referee and I do mean senior, that was his <laughs> line. And he asked me first, He he want to make sure I didn't hurt my feelings? I thought it was funny as hell. And oh, we yeah. did it for like, I mean, I worked for them for a decade, I think. And uh, we used it all the time. And I, I tell them, I said, please, you know, you know, if, you know know kids in my class, I used to say, you can make fun of my age, you can make fun of my stomach, you can make fun of you know, whatever, you know, don't be hurtful, be funny. And if you're funny about it, I'll laugh. I said, oh, because I said, I'm going to do the same to you. Um, so I mean that was a big thing for me is, is how to market yourself and uh, I market myself uh, as you know if you're a small wrestler you can't hide it so make the most of it yeah. you know call yourself Tiny Joe Smith or whatever you are and, and you know make the most of it make the fucking Marco Stunt down in the states I mean that yeah. guy you know made a career being small
0: yeah just like so. um, on Ontario guy who I personally love he's been on the show a couple of times Travis Tra- Tra- Travis Moore. Who... That's who
1: I was thinking of, actually, who yeah. I'm managing. I'm managing him in Barry, Ontario. People don't know. Yes. Eddie Old School, the man with the plan.
0: I'm a man with a plan. So listen up. Now the generous masses.
1: nice interesting story in that I've been uh, not booked by them for two years, I live 20 minutes away Uh, and there were some hard feelings there and I'm not saying anything that the the promoter Sean uh, hasn't heard but uh, in the summer I got this surprise call from him saying let's go for a coffee and we went for a coffee and I told him that I was butthurt about not being booked anymore and you're bringing referees in from Hamilton and things like that and you dropped me kind of thing and he explained his point of view and it made sense to me And he says, How would you like to come in and be a manager? So I was supposed to manage this big name indie wrestler, but some issues happened and he said, Who would you like to manage? You know, have you got somebody in mind? I said, Well, is Travis working for you? And he says, Well actually he comes and sets up the ring and we've done a match or two with him and I said, Oh, I'd love to do Travis because I said he's I think he's so he's got so much potential, he's so athletic and the size that and the other thing, and here's the big thing about Travis, uh, is he's the guy who sets up the ring. He's the one who takes it down. He's the one who, you know, uh, as I've told you about Warhead and, and, Dar- and uh, P V Flex, I said those were the first guys to befriend me. But a lot of times in the dressing room I sit by myself. You know, what have I got in common with an 18-year-old? Uh, if you're 40 years old as a wrestler and you have a mortgage and you've got a couple of kids, we have something in common. We can chat for a while. Travis is the one who always comes over and sits with me for a while and I I never forgot that I think you know that that's a big thing uh uh, Rip trains them well over there in Hamilton and uh, they're very respectful of the veterans as for the most part and uh, I appreciate that so um, we were in Port Rowan Ontario together and the main eventer didn't show up so the promoter Mr. Felton was saying well what am I going to do and I just said, see the guy sweeping the floor over there who's been here all day? I said, that's Travis, and he's a good wrestler, and I don't think he'll be disappointed. So put him in the main event and against Jesse Beaver, and they had a hell of a match. And, oh, yeah. Uh, um, I, I'm proud to say I, I did his first main event, so that was awesome, and uh, I'm so proud of him. We're good friends. We talk offline every so often, and uh, he has his demons, but we, we, we chat every so often, and uh, uh I just love him to death. I think he's a great wrestler. Everything I say about him and Barry is all heartfelt because uh, I just love this kid. And then I've added uh, Ron T. Legend to my stable. And we are the schoolyard. (laughs) Because I am the man with a plan. And our plan is to win some matches
0: because we haven't had too much success yet. I'm a man with a plan. The thing that i personally love about wrestling there's something for everybody like i love the knowing north shows the hardcore core aspects a because those are the nicest guys on the planet when yep,
1: i totally agree
0: when all right i'll pull the curtain back a little bit when i was music man for no 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 ring north nobody knew i was working working there because it was a last kind of a last minute thing because not on not on warhead i didn't know if i could actually make it but he's like i would like you to do this just because yeah. just because i need, i know audio stuff <laughs> um so it kind of kind of makes sense but matt cash a guy who i've been friendly with for years and years he sees me walk behind and he got so excited that I was there working. He's like, "Oh my God, Kill is one of us now! Oh my God, oh my God!" And then, I know you can't. This is an audio I podcast. It's... I got this thing, which makes me so happy. Uh, no Ring North event staff, and hey, I'm. got a lanyard. Yeah, I got a I got a little lanyard that is on one of my guys. Do you think
1: you know so much about wrestling, Matt Cash? You know who he used to be?
0: Um, Owen... I started out with him. Yeah, Owen, Owen Sound, or was he Perry, it Perry was Sound? It was Buffy Silverstein's
1: idea. Yep. We're
0: going to have a tag team of Perry Sound and Owen Sound. And I <laughs> thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life.
1: Yep. And uh, it was in uh, the mid 2000s there, and uh, every time they announced it, I would chuckle to the side because uh, I love Matt Cash. He's just a wassuka. Oh, yeah.
0: Guy. No, he was. Um, I got to see him do a cannonball off of a bar, and yeah. He's throwing himself through glass. He's throwing himself through all this craziness, all the hardcore stuff. Injured his foot by stepping off off of a step. Yep. Yep.
1: yep. Yeah, that, that, it, it's true because I was, I was actually going to say that because Warhead has so much skill and so much talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he knows hardcore. And at any time I'm not working with him at Death Proof but working with him at another show, he's the one telling everybody, here's how you do it to make it safe. Yeah. So, I mean, um, and the whole idea is, you know, I mean, the whole idea of wrestling is you protect your brothers. I mean, yeah. you don't, you're never out there to hurt yourself. I mean, my big injury with my eye, that was a total accident. I mean, I know that. I've never told the wrestler yet that i get a needle in my eye once a month because of this injury. Never told him, and I never will. Yeah. Um, but it, it, uh, it, it was a total accident. He didn't mean to, and it was just like stepping off the step. It was like that. I was just lying there, and he jumped off the ring not knowing I was there, it landed on me my head, yep. but, uh, you know, what are we going to say, you know, it was, did he need to do it, no, he didn't even know I was there, and he, he was probably as respectful a wrestler as I ever worked with, so, um, yeah, safety is number one, hey, look, you know, we want to work, I mean, most of us are, you know, um, uh, weekend warriors. I know people hate that term. The, mm-hmm. rest of the, the, boys, the boys hate that term because they're all going to make WWE and AEW and Impact but the reality is the majority of us it's just the weekends. We don't work full time anymore in wrestling um, and a lot of people, you know, it, it's sad for a lot of people because a lot of people would love to work full time um, but it's just not a reality anymore so the whole idea is we've got to stay healthy yeah. we've got to go to job on Monday
0: just so like, uh... we've got to
1: protect each other
0: uh, my 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 co-host who I haven't been able to do a show with for about three months now because, well, he he knows it. He's had uh, Tom 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 Martin the cadet. Oh, Tom yeah. Martin. Okay, yeah
1: yeah yeah. yeah. I love
0: see Tom. yeah see nobody knows him as Tom. They know him as the cadet. And yeah. Tom is one of these guys who absolutely loves doing the weekend thing, and he calls himself. A weekend, a weekend, weekend warrior, warrior. because that's yeah. what he does, and yeah. he he absolutely loves wrestling, loves going to the shows, helping out, doing. Well, that's the thing. I mean, a full time yeah. wrestling, which was you know, because you got to remember, I've
1: lived, I started watching wrestling in the mid sixties, uh, so I mean, you were a full time wrestler Even when I was watching All Star Wrestling in Vancouver. I mean, in a way, it was an indie show to a certain extent. But these guys were full-time wrestlers, and would you know, you, you know, even uh, 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 just local wrestlers here would, would have a full-time circuit because you'd be driving everywhere and doing things, and that's what people miss, and they, they want to go back to that. They don't want to go back to old-time wrestling, but they want full-time. wrestling And I just think that you know, it. I don't think it'll ever happen again, I, uh, because I'm WWE seeing, is too big.
0: I'm seeing good things lately. WWE. Yeah actually acknowledge Impact Wrestling on their television this week?
1: On their deathbed, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: because, um, i heard about that and it's nice to see Mickey James do yes. well. I love her. Yeah.
1: And uh, I, I'm a big NWA fan. So yeah. I pay the money and mm-hmm. for the people who don't know out there, you know, there's a little cost to watch NWA on Fight Network but as of January 1st it's all changed. So here's a plug for NWA. You can watch it all free now. and they have a second show so now they have two shows you're getting it on delay I still pay the money because now what they've done for guys who pay the money and it's like six bucks a month or something now we get the pay-per-views for free so it's sort of like on the WWE Network kind of thing so it's worth it to me because it's small time it's studio wrestling and here's the key one hour shows yes I can afford an hour you know what I find myself doing? I find myself watching the whole show
0: Yeah. Like WWE, um,
1: AEW. I love AEW. I love, you know, I don't watch WWE very much. I liked NXT for a while. Yeah. Until the latest change. Mm -hmm. But the biggest, the best invention in the world was the fast forward button. Yeah. But now I'm actually watching an entire show. The wrestlers are not. Some of them are probably not at the same level as the AEW guys and everything, but they have some good guys there. Chris Masters is a yeah. champion there. You might have heard of. And,
0: oh, and um, uh,
1: there's a few guys there that are WWE castoffs and they're doing quite well. And Austin Idol is one of the voices. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm loving the show. It's an hour of entertainment. Is every match a four-star match? No, but I love it. Yeah. So that whole idea, the you know, the, the, the traveling kind of thing. You know, as we get new promotions, maybe it'll happen. There you go, Rex Atkins out there. Maybe someday we can do full time wrestling again, and you can, you know, because I know he's dying to get on the road.
0: Oh yeah. He's one of my better friends in wrestling, and uh, uh, certainly uh, he's
1: itching to be a full time. And I'm so and happy that
0: I'm so happy that Good Brother Morning's back.
1: Yes, yes, I, I can't say I listen to podcasts. Sorry, everybody. And it's time right now yeah. is a big word if, in in wrestling, and I think I'm, you know. My contemporaries, my my age contemporaries probably don't know, but it's called content. Mm-hmm. There's so much content out there, I don't know what to listen to. Now I've been yeah. a guest on my uh, on the brother show, and I've actually listened to one or two because they've interviewed some people that I just have never heard interviewed.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, they had uh, Tyler Turva on, who's one uh, I mm-hmm. think. If you had asked me who my who I think are the top talents in Ontario, turbo would be probably my first pick. Oh. And uh, I just
0: never heard of interview. Nothing special or anything. I just never heard of interview before. Yeah. So that was a great podcast. And I listened to that. Now listen to specific ones. I've been I've been oh, wanting are you to about? Oh because Come on, I just, what do you think? This <laughs> your show or something? Hey I you taken over. You can take over. It's all good. It's all good. As <laughs> I, as you know, this has been uh, my voice has has been up and up and down the past few weeks, but I love that I'm actually talking again. This is nice. Yes, awesome.
1: I'm and I'm so glad you're healing.
0: Yeah, Tyler Tyler Tereva is is a London boy. And, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not. But I've been I've been wanting to get interview him in person for about two years now. <laughs> Ever since I found out that he is from uh, from uh, London, and I'm just I'm just waiting because he's one of those guys who doesn't do a lot of Podcasts, and
1: he's a busy guy. He travels. He's a physical therapist of some sort, uh, or a physical trainer of some sort. And uh, I notice he
0: flies places and everything, so he's quite good at what he does.
1: That's the hard thing too. That's another issue. Um, Is sometimes you have a good normal job, and you've got to debate what would happen if. Uh, I don't know if asylum will be too happy for me to say this, but if you didn't know, he's a teacher. Yeah, and let's be honest, we have a pretty good job. I mean, I love teaching. Um, if, if if I had made twelve thousand a year and had to work, you know, twelve months a year, I still would have done it because I loved it. Had nothing to do with the money and the summers off and all that stuff. Um, but I know he would. It, it, you know, there was a point there that certain companies were almost ready to approach him and he has a relationship with WWE for sure, I think he still does. Oh yeah. Um and I, I I've asked him a few times and I'm not gonna give you his answer, but I had asked him, you know, what would happen if they did come knock on your door? You've got a great teaching gig right now. Do you leave that? So that that's a that's a that's a question. I know Tyler I think is doing fairly well and there's a few out there who have pretty yeah. good shoot jobs. Um, and you leave it it's a big question if somebody had to come to me you know as the co- comedian you know fifteen year old teach you know would you leave teaching to go to wwe i would actually had to think about it yeah i would have i would have actually had to think about it because i love my career i love working with kids so
0: and um, and with wwe you don't know if it's going to be a six month stint or a 10 or a 10 year gig
1: yeah, that's the thing. In the old days, it was. I mean, basically, you were locked in a bit, but I mean, there's no there's no time on it now. People are, you know, you can say, hey, I was with WWE for three weeks. Yeah, you
0: know, it's like, you Just know, like um, man, so. they hired and fired Samoa Joe three times in the past 18 months.
1: Yeah, and, I, and I'm sure they're salivating at getting him into any of the companies now. I'm sure
0: Impact yeah. Just one like, great return that
1: would be for impact if he could get it on impact that would be so magical, I actually got the referee I referee him as a TNA worker um, years and years ago um, as I did referee a TNA world championship match which most people don't know um, that you know just if you want a quick history lesson because uh, you know I'm old <laughs> um, in the old days promotions would come to your town and you would use your local referees Unfortunately, it wasn't during the time I was around. (laughs) So you had at Maple Leaf Gardens, you had Pat Flanagan and Fred Atkins, and later you had uh, John Bonello and Terry Yorkston, and uh, of course Wayne Cashman was the local uh, independent referee who actually did Maple Leaf Gardens several times. But those were your referees. And then when MWA or WWE or whoever came into town, WWF in those days, uh, would come to town, they would use the local referees. So just a little history side note there, a little footnote for you, oh, yeah. and, uh, which makes it tough on us referees, because uh, obviously, like wrestlers, the visa, and I, I've, I've probably talked about this on every single podcast I'm ever on, or if you see me in person, the big issue is Canada. Yeah. We can't, you know, legally, They can, you, as a musician or a wrestler, you can come to Canada from the States and make about $10,000, I believe. Yeah. Totally legal. Totally legal. I can't go down there and make $20 to referee because I'm taking a job away from America. I get the logic, but when you got a guy like Josh Alexander or Mm -hmm. Tyler Turver and everything, and they have to be handcuffed, who's who's it hurting? Number one, it's hurting the fans, and number two, it's it's hurting the American talent, because the American talent are wrestling the same people all the time, and let's be honest, I think Ontario is the best you know, in place and on you know, in, in, anywhere I've seen.
0: I um, would say Ontario is to use an an older older term, Ontario is probably the best working territory right now for work oh, rate. I think so. Because I think so.
1: and it has been for, since I started in two thousand. You know, when have we not had a really good pool of wrestlers? Yeah. I mean, I think right now it's it's obscene how
0: terri our our our, our yeah. rosters are. Like a guy um, like um vaughn vertigo that yeah. guy he has the look he has basically he has signed me written all over him right now because he takes his stuff seriously he knows the video aspect he knows so much of the behind the scenes stuff in front of the scene stuff he can he's going to england i don't know why he hasn't been to japan yet because they would love that guy Yeah, I I agree
1: with it. He's also, like, he would be in the, you know, he's probably the the social
0: media king. Uh, Mm -hmm. He knows how to do a video package better than anybody I've seen. And, uh, of course, on the way to England, he goes to, you know, the
1: Vancouver area, works for PWA slash Pro Wrestling 365, gets a match in there, and it's all called exposure. Get your stuff out there. And uh, Vaughn is just such a super guy. I've known him for a long time, and I love working with him. And he loves to tease me and have fun with me. And uh, those are the kind of guys I like working with, young guys who don't take, in the dressing room, don't take things too seriously. But when it's go time, Mm -hmm. there's no one who takes their job or to craft. More seriously than Mont Vertigo, or Fuerza as well. Like the two oh, yeah. of them, like I, I, can't say one without the other because they were the,
0: the candy kids for a still time. Fight, fight or fight or flight, and when they ever. had uh, Alexia oh. Nicole with them for yeah. for oh, a minute absolutely. there, and... and Alexia
1: Nicole. I mean, yeah. thank you, Alexia Nicole, because th- thanks to her relationship with Greektown. Oh. Um, Able to referee some, you know, if you look down the AEW roster, I was able to do, you know, Penelope Ford, which is nice, and yeah. uh, what a beautiful girl she is, and in early in her, in her career, and uh, you know, also Jazz from you know, World, mm-hmm. you know, ECW, WWE, NWA, and, uh, and that was for the NWA title, so that was one of my proudest moments. Yep. Uh, but I mean, yeah, it was, it's great, and now, uh, if that's how Alexi gets better, she she's wrestled all these people and. Uh, um, Shanti Blackheart
0: as well, so there's yeah. another
1: one. the names, that's what I do. Oh God, Open yeah. Names.
0: Yeah, because now let's just go back and say, how cool was it to actually hold up the NWA title, whether it's the women's tag, the heavyweight, and how cool would that have as a and wrestling fan? How
1: stupid fan? was it me not to take a picture of it and and the, and the TNA World Title Championship, which was a, a big deal. Uh, because it was a four-way with Jeff Jarrett who was the champion at the time Samoa Joe Sabu and Rhino Uh, tables match in Toronto Uh, it was kind of a secretive show but um, it was was the biggest thrill of my life and then the jazz one it it just meant so much to me the NWA means so much to me in my past and and, and certainly um, if the fans don't know in the 60s, 70s NWA was number one
0: WWWF yeah. was buying was the... with awa as second third like it was yeah. that even clear cut then um
1: but yeah nwa just means so much to me and, and you know dory funk jane uh, mm-hmm. the, the title the first title shots i saw live were all nwa shots so be, yeah and... that means a lot so to hold that nwa that might have been the biggest i got a couple of pictures with i got a picture of me holding it up um not a clear super clear one but it, it, it was one of the shoot the indies ones because he's, he's he's the best photographer in ontario but uh or one of them anyways brian weiss and barry as well yeah. um uh, i'm eliminating people i am sorry i love the photographers so bad oh, yeah.
0: photographers on ontario, i call it
1: those are the two that came to my head there was a story there
0: but yeah because um, those are are the two guys who are kind of always we'll shoot
1: the I actually done a trick that's what i was saying the picture yeah. i got was
0: like um myself one of my favorite one of my favorite favorite moments for myself as a wrestling fan and this was before i even knew chad but um i broke so many rules because this was at the end of the first hardcore hardcore road trip one of my first wrestling shows i one of the first my first indie shows i actually went to as as a fan since i was since the early uh, early uh, early 90s, because a buddy of mine's like, "Hey, these guys are are coming coming to London. Let's go." This is the first one, not the second one that went uh, crazy, guys. But
1: <laughs> hey I, yeah. got, I got money out of that one because I got uh, uh, Harry
0: uh, Harry's gig at, at Babylards that day while well, he came down on a raft. So yeah, it uh... I made money on that one. Part two is an interesting story. If you want to hear that story, guys, dive into the archives. I've talked talked about it about it a lot. But I broke so many rules that that day. Um, I just see like 90% of the fan fans fans go because I'm just hanging around, going, hey, this is cool, just watching people. So I see Chad and uh, Joey Kings still in the ring after the after the barbed wire thing me being the nice guy i am i just walk up walk up to the ring. never do this guys i just at the the end of the show i just grab the barbed wire lift it up so chad can just kind of roll roll under because the guy's all bleeding and messed up and warhead doing warhead things and so i just hold up the thing for him to actually just kind of roll out and go to the back because i'm the nice guy and then he rolls under passes me the uh, the me the title this thing's fucking heavy um, so i get the i have warhead limping to the back putting carrying him back i got the belt over my shoulder he stops joey king lifts up the barbed wire for joey kings to put a roll out he's still being heel mode and being like ah, da da and then warhead's like gosh oh, everyone's gone it's okay so he's like oh okay so he just rolls under and then I'm just walking back, holding the title, and he's like, okay, scream out Death Proof, hold up the about. And I'm like, Death Proof. And I'm about, I think, eight or nine beers deep deep throughout the entire day. So I'm walking to the back, Warhead on me, holding a belt, Jesse Amato holding open the curtain, and I just like let him go. And no photos, no video evidence. Yep. And my friend is just standing there going, what the hell did you just do? I'm like... <laughs> oh uh, because it was because honestly if I was sober I would never have uh, never have done that would that's, never
1: that's one of the great things about wrestling is that there is a bit of fan participation and you yeah. feel like you're part of the band and, the, and the, the athletes
0: are so uh, accessible yeah so, and I mean, uh, it's just, it, I mean that's what hooked
1: me as well I mean it was the accessibility and we didn't you know it was kayfabe when I was younger so I mean even in the early, uh, I'd say the 90s, what you were talking about there, if I had gone to an indie show, and there wasn't that many then, but uh, I wouldn't be brave enough to ask any questions or anything like that. I never thought you could go train. Yeah. I didn't know there was such a thing as training. It was promoted to me in the 60s and 70s that only uh, college university uh, wrestlers or NFL football players could train. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Hutchinson, he used to have a, a, a weight limit. To even join his school, you had to be 180, maybe 190 yeah. pounds a lot of these guys around Ontario now wouldn't even be able to get into the training school. It was taken oh, yeah. seriously. And, and you had to um, pass the test kind of thing and, and uh, mm-hmm. prove your toughness. And uh, nowadays it's a lot easier. I don't know which is better, to be honest. I don't know. It's given a lot of opportunities now to, for people that ended up excelling at wrestling yeah. that might not have been able to get into it back in the day. But as far as fans go, I guess my point is I, I didn't really know stuff because it was so well hidden. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have the internet or, and the magazines we had were known as after magazines, which were magazines that probably contained a little bit of fiction. Uh, if you've seen some of the covers and things, and, and, um, but that was our source of information. And they were six months old by the time we got them. Yeah. Um, newsletters were starting, but still were a few months behind the, the times. And, uh, it's interesting because now it's instant. You carry your phone, you have information instantly. You can take a picture um, of something that happens right there. And then you're getting, you know, the the cards results that day. And we're, you know, we were months behind and, um, it, it was sort of a secret society. Like you couldn't admit that you were a wrestling fan, I've got a couple of university degrees. You didn't tell your buddies that you were a wrestling fan. And, um, so I'm just saying, it was, it was very different back in the day, but now it's so accessible, and I think that's a big strength for wrestling right now. Because you see the you know, the arrogant kind of pro athlete nowadays. Wrestling's still kind of in that uh, they're approachable, accessible kind of people. Even the big stars. I mean, if you get them in the right time, they're they're very accessible and approachable. So it's a big attraction, I think. And wrestling, wrestling is is. I don't think it's ever gonna die. I think it's gonna,
0: you know, continue to evolve. Yeah, because there's the old guys
1: who, the old guys who hate AEW and all the flippy stuff and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, you, you gotta go with the times. And I liked what you said earlier. You said wrestling here uh, a, a wrestling show was like a variety show. Yeah. And but I always say it's like the circus. You have to have your opening act. You gotta have the horses. You gotta have the trapeze. You gotta have the, you know, the singer, the whatever. You got everything in there. Um, and that's what wrestling should be like. And I don't like the—I guess that was my N.W.A. comment—is is I don't like the cookie, uh, the W.W.E.'s cookie-cutter bodies, and they all look the same. And we yeah. were talking about Ontario, and I was talking to somebody the other day about characters. Um, we're going away from that characters-based thing where you had, you know, pretty Ricky stamped out so much mm-hmm. in Ontario. Uh, Puff down in the States who comes up and actually I saw a Puff Ricky Wilde match the other show, not that long ago with Barry and it was just amazing. Um, so entertaining. And you know, you know, name the name the characters in Ontario. Yeah, you, you, you it's hard you have to think about. It. Um you well, know, Rex the Boot is kind of a character because yeah. he doesn't
0: He doesn't follow the Kota Key Cutters, you know, big, muscly guy. And Um, and that's why... Have you ever seen him in a
1: bad match? I know I haven't.
0: No, because Rex can can wrestle with anybody. And he can wrestle anyone's style. And he's that perfect... He makes the small guys look... look, 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 He's the perfect size. Because he can make the big guys look ginormous. Or he can yep. make the little guys look very, very small. And, and we
1: always tease each other because yeah. he was, he's just born at the wrong time. Yep. He, if in the 70s and 80s, or, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, he would have fit right in and been perfect. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, I still think, I mean, if he can, you know, work his way up to NWA or something like that, I think that's a realistic goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, you know, he's just one of my favorite people and he loves wrestling. Like, that's oh, yeah. he, the craft of wrestling. I mean, uh, i've trained i know you know not very much about 40 hours in the ring or something like that but um the more i trained the more i saw the art of it and how far away from mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: a good wrestler i was so i mean uh, i think fans we don't appreciate how seriously they take the matches and, and you know if they do a 10-minute match there's Oh, yeah. make it uh, entertaining competitive and
0: because uh, it is it's a, you know yeah just I like um, it it was sports
1: entertainment
0: the reason why I have such a respect for wrestling because when I was younger in the late the late late 90s because I'm six I'm six six two I've always been over 200 pounds I'm in decent decent shape back then I was in a lot better shape. But I was this 19 year old, 18, 19 year old kid, and I found a wrestling school. And I took one bump in my entire life, and I knocked myself out. Like, I I gave myself a pretty good concussion. I woke up in my buddy's car, and I realized at that moment, wrestling's not for me. It just. um, It's funny
1: because the manager at my gym. A while ago, World Gym and Barry, um, not the present one, but the, a couple of managers ago, he told me one day, and he, he was always impressed when he found out that I was a referee and stuff, and I'd show him pictures on my phone and that kind of stuff. And then finally he admitted and says, Yeah, I actually did train because he was a big muscle builder guy. And uh, he said, I did train with Fuego in Toronto for him. He says, I lasted about seven sessions, maybe even less. Yeah. And he just said, It was too hard.
0: Yeah, it's and not. People don't
1: understand that. It, it's hard. It's not. Hey, I used to do backyard wrestling. I mean, my buddy from high school, Jim Barkley, used to come out, and we would, you know, blood each other yeah. up because we didn't know what we were doing. And, you know, we didn't know how to put moves on without hurting each other. Mm-hmm. So I remember I did a knee lift with him, and I, I basically broke his nose. Um, Elio Zarlega, who was a very famous guy, because he was former, I coached him in baseball, but he ended up being Jack Tunney's assistant in Toronto when, during the early, early WWE days, the late NWA days, and um, I put him in the hospital by putting a, a, an abdominal stretch on him and, and in my backyard, and probably wasn't a wise thing to do, because I probably yeah. put it on a little too hard, we were just so excited, we just thought it was so easy, and you just had to do a few moves, and um, you know, we were entertaining, we, we had a show after high school, like after the high school day was over, we would have a 10-match card outside, and uh, nobody knew what we were doing. I was the big wrestling fan, but all the other guys were, and uh, everybody got hurt. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. We didn't understand. But, you oh,
0: know, yeah. Just, and as I
1: said before, you know, you got to do your job on Monday, or even in AEW or WWE, you got to work the next night. You know, you can't afford injuries, so you keep yourself in the best shape you can, and yeah. these guys are real
0: athletes. Oh, yeah. Just like uh, I when I was a me and my cousin, he broke both of his, his collar bones when we were just messing around. I did some kind of suplex and yep. we didn't, do that. we were just kids. We had no idea yeah, what was going on. That's
1: why WWE always puts that thing out about, uh, as a teacher, I, I taught grade 6 or 11 years old, so every year I'd say, last day of school, I'll put you on a figure four legs long, but you know last day of school for five you know, because they, they thought I couldn't do anything I'd throw it in and not put a lot of pressure on it it's like oh, yeah. but it, it's, it's because I don't want to encourage them to do it at recess and stuff And make them, but I, I do love that kids like wrestling and, and, it, and they don't as much anymore and um, I'm, I'm sure it's a concern to WWE and stuff because in my class when I, you know, in the 80s when I talked about wrestling gosh it was so big and I wasn't repping then yeah. so I didn't have any hook on that but uh when I started in 2000 and stuff, I put pictures up when I started wrestling in 2000. I'd throw pictures up at my wall, and nobody really cared. The only people who cared, and the only thing that was a positive thing was when a parent would come in for, you know, an interview, and you'd have, you know, two parents and if they were mad at you, they, you know, sometimes, you know, the teacher is sort of the, you know, the buck stops here. We get all the abuse, and the mom would be mad and the dad would be mad, but then the dad would sit down and go, Was that Hacksaw Jim Duggan in the picture? Yeah. Okay, everything's calm now, and now we're not even talking <laughs> about the kids. We're talking about wrestling, and it, it diffuses so many situations. You know, oh yeah. But most because most of the wrestlers who are teachers don't even don't even acknowledge that they're wrestlers because they're afraid of what the image is. Me, hey, I'm just a referee, so what do I care? I'll show them all the people that I know. And, yeah. You know,
0: it, yeah. Now, uh, last last question question for you before we do we do wrap wrap this up. What do you think about Trevor Murdoch's title 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 reign so so far? Well, Trevor
1: Murdoch uh, he represents old school wrestling in the Rex Atkins kind of tradition, mm-hmm. um, and he never misses an opportunity to mention Harley Race, who trained him. And when they do that, it, it you know brings a tear to an old guy's eye for me because uh, you know is Trevor Murdoch the most gifted athlete? Absolutely not. Who will be the first time person to say that? Trevor Murdoch, and um, I, I I have nothing but great to say about Nick Aldis as a champion, he brought class mm-hmm. back to the title, he's just one of the classiest and if you didn't know, he's married to Vicky James so there you go, and um, what a classy guy uh, and, and they're, 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 you know, Billy Corrigan is doing a good job in, in putting respect back to the NWA, I know they're not even, you can't mention them in the same breath as even Impact, to be honest though. but um, he's turned it around to make it a, a viable place, and, and the whole idea is where the boys can work. they got a job, so you've got Chris Masters there. Um, I'm trying to think of the pink, I can't think of it. But uh, you, you've got some, you know, Nikki James works there sometimes, yeah. um, and, and uh, Thunder Rosa started there, like, that was mm-hmm. her first exposure, was NWA. Um, yeah. they've, they've, they're starting to develop talent, which is nice. Ricky Starks was on the original NWA show. Um, so these guys are... Uh, Getting exposure, and I think that's a good thing. But uh, in mean, Trevor Murdoch, I, I actually thought he was going to be what they call a tweener. I thought he was going to be somebody who was just going to hold the title for a little bit until somebody else beats yeah. him. But so far, you know, he's he's doing a good job, and I know he doesn't defend it as much as other promotions, but uh, I think he's doing fine, and and it's a, and it's a tribute to the old school wrestling, which I love.
0: Yes, yeah, so. because
1: uh,
0: I forget what his name is now, but uh, he wrestled under Damian Sandow. I thought he would be the next... Yeah, he's...
1: he's uh, and his, uh Stevens, is, uh, Yeah, his name. And I Aaron, think,
0: yeah, Aaron... Aaron Stevens. Aaron Stevens. Yeah. And he's, doing, he's, he's going through some uh,
1: personality changes on the show. He's having some issues with his tag team partner, Kratos. So uh, it's interesting. And as I say, it's on YouTube now. Um, it drops on Saturdays. Last week's so was just a two-match show. Like, uh, the new one's called NWA USA. And uh, they were for the titles, uh, for the junior heavyweight titles, which is a title I haven't heard of in years, junior heavyweight, it, WWE used to have one, yeah. and uh, it, the matches included you know, Colby Carino, actually C.W. Anderson was on the show, uh, so it was, you know, some of the you know, old ECW wrestler, um, and one of the great N.W.A. enhancement workers, um, George South was on, so that Ooh. was, you know, goosebumps for me, yeah. so I mean... Uh, and very well respected wrestlers. so I mean, yep. uh, they they do that those those little bringbacks and stuff, which is great. So as to your question, Trevor Murdoch is doing fine. <laughs> loves, him, loves him.
0: Because I love seeing him on NWA because there's only one Trevor Murdoch. There's exactly. nobody there's nobody else like him out there. Oh. He is ma- methodical, which. Yep. I'm all for the athletes and the flipping, and because I like good wrestling. And if I if if I could run a wrestling show and and have my dream booking, Trevor Murdoch would be on that card. Yes. Because he brings. Well, I mean, I
1: think he represents the sport well, and it, it, it keeps the old school thing. And it, it's that whole I I never liked when when Vince um, called it sports entertainment. Yeah for me it was a sport and I mean in those days before internet there was part of me even you know the education I had and everything I still thought there was a realness to it oh, yeah. and you needed a, a you know who's going to win a match you know you know, Marcos Stunt or, or against Trevor Murdoch well no matter how much training a guy like Marcos Stunt has he's not going to beat a Trevor Murdoch because Trevor's
0: you look exactly. at trevor murdoch though when he won the belt to now yeah. he's been yeah. he's been he's been putting in the work he does, does, does listen. Probably not, yeah. but...
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Doesn't everybody <laughs> listen to this show?
0: Um, I'll be perfectly honest, the audience has gotten a lot bigger since the last time we talked. Um, I'm part of a Johnners network now, which is based out of the UK, so my European audience has skyrocketed because of that. And
1: Wow, if I hadn't known that I would have talked to an English wrestlers, my favorite wrestling. <laughs> is am Steven Regal, Billy Robinson. I actually got to referee Fitz Finley, one of the greatest moments of my life. Yep. He must be the best match I ever refereed. I've said it way too many times. Fit Finley versus Harry Smith, amazing oh, yeah. match. I have a few English friends. Liam Carr comes over from time to time. I love him. Got to work with him a few times. So, shout out to uh, all my UK friends. And uh, I'm old. Book <laughs> me. <mate. laughs> <laughs> love to and... go to the UK.
0: Oh, yeah. And, I have
1: Box and Acorn, which are which, you know, apps for TV. <laughs> Old people, we watch Summer
0: Murders, all those hey, things. Man, I, hey, man, I love Downton, uh, Down, yeah, Downton, and Abbey, Downton Abbey. And yeah. there is another movie coming out, and I'm very excited excited about that because.
1: There
0: you go. Yeah, me and the you wife. You
1: hear everything on Guilty Talks. We oh. talk about everything. We just talk.
0: Yeah, because. Hey, we talk
1: British TV, we've talked about everything <laughs> teaching, education. Yep.
0: We've well, done it all here. Yeah, well, my tagline is talking to interesting people and having a fun time.
1: And Thank this you. week, well, we blew it. We didn't have an interesting person, but a guy <laughs> who loved to talk.
0: <laughs> and if people want to follow Old School on those socials. Here we go. Are you ready now?
1: Yep. Instagram and Facebook, at Eddie Old School. YouTube, at Eddie Old School you can watch all the cool things that I do um, and of course if you want to see a 67 year old man dance I am on TikTok. tock any old school one two three that's my handle on uh, TikTok. tock I love dancing so because we never talked about my dancing I do Zumba but that's okay oh yeah another time
0: yeah because I got to ask you all about the Zumba King another time <laughs>
1: it's the trifactor
0: baby Yep. referee
1: rest I don't call myself a wrestler I'm a performer uh, I, I will not insult other workers but I'm a, I love to perform and I yeah uh, Zuma King booked me oh yeah <laughs> I actually worked in 2022 21 I couldn't believe it I actually somebody booked me I got the tag with Cody Diener but you know what
0: Yep. another time another time well sir thank you very very much for coming on this is always fun and We have to make this sooner than three years, something?
1: I think so. I mean, yeah, I'm always available. I'm retired. I'm always available. You you ask me, are you available this time? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't do it. Can we do another
0: time? Yep. Hey, guys, I just want to say a big thank you to Jim Connolly, a.k.a. Old School, a.k.a. Eddington James, and one of my favorite Ontario refs out there right now. And I just want to say, hey, thanks for coming on on the show. Thanks for coming back. It was a great, great time talking, talk, talk talking to Jim, like always. Couple things, uh just a few shout outs to my sponsors before I wrap this up. Go check out the batsinthebellfree for any commissions, any artwork needed, and any cool little logos, graphics, anything you want. Go check that out, and go check out doing Fine Kitchens, downtown downtown London, wonderful, wonderful food, and if you want to help support the show, go to ghostjewels.com, and use that promo code GILMY, G-U-I-L-M-Y, for a 30% off, and because there's some really badass stuff on there, where I've actually picked a, some up, I picked a big old skull ring up, which I absolutely love. And go check out, yeah, that's that's it. Oh, and go check out Tom 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 Martin's socials and stuff like that because I need to get him back back on the show. To be honest, I think we'll be recording again in about a week, so look out for uh, talking to Tom to drop real real soon. Thank thank you Jim for coming back on being my first guest of 2022, and I truly appreciate that. And you guys go have yourself a fantastic day. Bye guys.